It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Money, 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 money. Quickly to wall. Yes! Measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Dagger! Gives it to Wall. Hard to get Bradley for three. John Wall! Oh, what a shot! He talked about a Hey everybody, welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. I'm Becca, also known as at Becca MVP on Twitter. And today I have a special guest who actually does Locked On Pacers. He's a Locked On NBA Network ally, and he's heavily involved with Pacers coverage. He does it for the West Indianapolis Community News. He's been a guest on Locked On Wizards before, and I thought it would be great to have him back because I think he's actually done Wizards media before, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Here with me is Tony East at T East NBA. Tony, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. You just called me a special guest. So my ego is now super, super high. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, I have to make, I have to make all my guests feel special. So (laughs) I I have to do it. I actually grew up a Wizards fan. Can you believe that? So the, the pivot of being unlocked on Wizards is crazy for me. Yeah. Um, you did bullets forever before, right? I did, yeah, for uh, for like a year, yeah. And did you live in D.C. or were you just doing it from Indiana remotely? No, I did it uh, when I was in college at IU. Um, but oh, okay. I, I was a big uh, Anton Jameson fan of all players as a kid. So when he went to the Wizards. Oh, like, wow! Right, there we go. I'll stick with that team. So yeah, it was good. It was a fun time. Well, I'm sure you'll remember. Um, 
Karan Butler. He was yeah. actually at the game last night and I did Ooh. meet him. And it was like my 12 year old self was freaking <laughs> out because I mean, he's just amazing. Like those days with Gilbert and Jameson and Butler, it was just incredible to watch. So when I got to go up to him, I didn't even know what to say. I was just my, so starstruck. My first NBA jersey was one of those hideous gold uh, Gilbert Arenas jerseys. So I, I totally understand the, the Same the, here. Oh, there we go. Now we're killing it. Those things, like like when I was a kid, I thought the gold was the coolest thing. And now as an adult, I'm like, man, those are horrible jerseys. I know. When I was when I was that age, I was thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, this jersey is so cool. This is it. This is the fashion statement. And then looking back on it, you know, and those orange jerseys with the stripes and everything, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> what were we thinking? <laughs> but you know what? I'm fine with it. If I if I found that jersey from my digging in my closet somewhere, I would bring it out and I would still wear it with no shame. But um, yes, I would also be disgusted with myself, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so before we get into the game that happened last night, I just want to talk about some of the injuries that both these teams have faced with their star players. John Wall had a season-ending injury this month. I'm sure you heard about it due to bone spurs in his heels. And very recently, Oladipo will not return this season. Can you kind of recap what happened? I don't want you to relive the moment because I'm sure it was very <laughs> stressful. But can you kind of recap what happened to sum, sum it up for the Wizards fans? Because I'm sure that they don't really uh, – some of them might not know. So. Yeah, I could. There's like a really brief way to describe it, and then a little longer way. I'll try to be in between. Uh, he had a sore knee all season. He missed 11 games for it, uh, in, like around Thanksgiving time. And then he kind of, I don't know if he rushed back necessarily, but he came back and played every game, played kind of heavy minutes. And I don't think he was fully healthy, and he had he was having some patella soreness. And um, against the Raptors last week, last Wednesday, uh, on a fast break, he was chasing Pascal Siakam, and uh, either he fell on it or it buckled and caused him to fall and then landed on it. But he ruptured his quad tendon, which is the tendon that connects uh, your quad muscle to your patellar tendon. Um, and it, there's like a dent where uh, that connection normally happens, like in his leg while he's laying on the court. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be out for quite a long time rehabbing an entire tendon. Well, I did see the injury the replay of it and it did look absolutely horrible. Um, but you know, it's, it's not the same type of injury as John wall because, you know, wizards fans were very disappointed that he would not be returning the season, but in a way they weren't very surprised because of the way he played, you know, they kind of knew that something might've been up, you know, he wasn't moving around the court. He was, you know, a little slower than usual. And, you know, the wizards aren't unfamiliar to playing without John wall. Because um, last season he was out for half of the games and they sort of adapted without him. And now they're having to do it again this year with Bradley Beal leading the team. With Victor, you know, it was tragic and unexpected. And now the team has to quickly find their way without him. I mean, how did, like, how are the Pacers fans reacting to this? Obviously they're well, upset, oh. but, you know. <laughs> yeah, upset might be an understatement. Like, like, I was stressed, you know, like, I, I spent a whole day trying to figure out why my body 
landed on stress is the emotion that I should have to react to this injury. But um, they did okay without him the first time. But I think, you know, there was like in the back of everyone, including the players' minds the first time, it's like, oh, Vic will be back. We'll be okay. And then this time they don't have that. And it's a little more demoralizing. And, you know, the trade deadline's, what, a week away now? So in every, it's just in the back of everyone's mind that it's like a really crucial time of the year. And, you know, now everything is really changed and kind of depressing going forward. And it's just a big cloudy overhang that, that, that's making everything really sad. And, and as you continue, you see no disrespect to the Wizards, but nobody, I mean, this, that's the least points the Pacers have scored all season in that game. Like they, they've been playing terrible. Uh, in the three games without him. They lost by 32 to the Warriors. So uh, it has been a rough, rough week so far um, since he went down. I mean, it's just crazy that, you know, this happened so fast and out of nowhere. And, of course, the fans are upset. They're angry. You know, I saw a lot on Twitter, not even just from Pacers fans, but from, like, all NBA fans. Like, the whole NBA Twitter was, like, in an uproar, like so disappointed. And, you know, it's going to be quite the adjustment. And, you know, like I said, the Wizards do have Bradley Beal to lead the team. Do the Pacers have anybody that can kind of step in and be that leader and take on the role as best as they could? Uh, not at Beal's level. You know, he's an all-star. Uh, I can't believe right. that hasn't been announced yet today. Has that been announced yet? And I missed it. Anyway. Um, I don't think so. I wouldn't know because I've been at work all day. So oh, hopefully, hey, me um, I mean, he, they're going to announce it and Twitter will be happy. Will Wizards Twitter? I'll be happy for Bradley Beal. I think he's been really good this year. Um, Thaddeus Young is actually the Pacers captain, him and Vic both. Thad's uh, been here for a while, not a long time, but a decent amount of time and He's a really, really good veteran. He's good at, you know, getting everybody focused and psyched up. And he's a pretty good player. So in the absence of Vic, he's going to be the leader. Um, but at the same time, in terms of, like, actual on-court production, he did play pretty well against the Wizards. But he's he's really known for doing, like, the little things and being, like, a glue guy kind of, kind of player. That's what he's labeled as. So in terms of, like, replacing Oladipo's production stepping up, I think it's going to be a – I think it has to be a group effort. They don't really have anyone capable of doing it by themselves. Um, but in terms of, you know, the leadership stepping up and, you know, stepping into a role of, of the mentor, Thaddeus Young is, is, is more than capable of doing that part of it. I definitely agree with you there. And, you know, he did speak on not having Victor last night. And he said, you know, we're still trying to figure it out. And, you know, he was pretty, you know, obviously devastated, but also sure that, you know, they they're just going to have to find their way. And that's that. So I'm. Rooting for the Pacers. I didn't root for them last night, but I am rooting for them. I do hope <laughs> that they kind of find their way and um, they still, you know, make a playoff run and, you know, just be successful. And, you know, this will be an opportunity to kind of let the other players flourish a little bit and, you know, get their reps in and things like that in that nature. But, however, like I said last night, I didn't root for them. And when we come back, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will dissect what we saw, and we will see you soon. Hey, guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? 
Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me on Locked on Wizards, part of the Locked on Network, your daily news for local experts. I am here with a Pacers expert, Tony East at T East NBA, and he's also done Wizards media before, so he's very familiar with the team. And we're just here to talk about what happened last night. So the Wizards faced off the Pacers on national television. And Tony and I kind of joked prior to the game starting that it's kind of funny, I guess, to watch these two because the Pacers lost their star player and the Wizards are under 500. So what kind of um, entertainment would this be? We really didn't have a clue. I mean, what what did you expect coming into this game? Like, did you um, expect a, a showdown or? Yeah, you know, the Pacers started... Uh a guy who has 64 total minutes at shooting guard and told him to go guard Bradley Beal. Um, so when I learned that, I thought, well, this is not going to be a very close game. Uh, and they have since yanked Edmund Sumner from the starting lineup ahead of tonight's game in Orlando. So when I heard that, I, I, I thought maybe the Pacers would be uh, trying to win the bench minutes, but I, I, I did not expect necessarily a, a peak entertainment or like a, a gritty battle basketball game. I expected a, a nice flowy kind of game that is, is less and less enthusing for someone who's not a fan of either team. Um, and then in the middle of the second quarter, I laughed because, you know, say you're a person who hasn't really kept up with these teams, the leading scores after 20 minutes were Jeff green and TJ leaf, you know, <laughs> what the heck is this person supposed like, to think? Like who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeff, I'm wearing a shout out to Jeff green, man. That picture of him in London and the sweats tucked into his socks. I dress like that. Like every second I'm at home and I'm currently dressed like that. So, Big shout-out to Jeff Green uh, from Pacers. The yeah, on-slippers expected... were definitely great. So, Oh, I, I had these mugs before. They're really gross, and then they're garbage now, but I wore them all the time. He, Jeff Green is a vibe, man. He really knows how to, how to dress. Uh, he killed it. <laughs> I, I do time. have slippers like that. I do need to retire them myself, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, they're great at kudos home to shoot. him. You know, that picture of them posing in London – you know, it's it's just like they all looked good in their warm-ups, like head to toe. But then you all look at their shoes and, you know, some of them are wearing flip-flops. <laughs> some of them are wearing Ugg slippers. It just would have been like, okay, we would have been better off if we just didn't show the feet. <laughs> yeah, like, some of them are we, wearing we just like, should have. Like, I think it was Mahin Mies wearing like pristine white sneakers on grass. I was like, oh, dude, what are you doing? You can't be, you can't be bringing the white sneakers onto the grass. No, that's an absolute no-no. That is a <laughs> huge party foul. Like, you just, you know, any sneakerhead knows that you just don't do that. I'm not a sneakerhead. I don't really know anything about shoes, but I do know the white on the grass is a huge no. So, 
I mean, it was just, it, it was funny to see. And I think it says a lot about of, this game, Becca, that uh, five seconds into me talking about it, I already am off topic because uh, with, I mean, Bradley Beal was amazing, but with two stars out, the, the allure of the game was, was missing that it was supposed to have. Right. I mean, this game was not very entertaining in a sense that, I mean, the Pacers came out and they did what they could. And, you know, the Wizards, I think what I'm about to tell you speaks a lot. I mean, I'm sure you heard about this, but the Wizards played their second game of a back-to-back versus the Pacers. And they lost to the Cleveland um, Cavs in Cleveland after being down by as much as 25 points. So they kind of came back into this game with something to prove. This game for the Pacers was the first night of a back-to-back, and now they're coming to Orlando tonight to face the Magic. And, you know, the Wizards, they kind of, um, when it comes to -to back-to-back, there's this statistic I want to share with you, that they've gone one for eight during the first night of back-to-backs, and then six for two, the second, six and two the second night. So it's like, it, it seems like the Wizards are fueled by the first loss, and then it, it's like the second night they're supercharged and they're like, you know, they have to redeem themselves. And it's the strangest thing ever. And, I, you know, the players and Scott Brooks are all, like, dumbfounded by this. They don't understand why this is a reoccurrence, and they have yet to figure it out. But, I mean, it's it's become pretty predictable at this point. It's it's another so wizards thing to uh play the so wizards. Competition. I love so wizards, man. Who came up with that? Was it Kevin Broom? I tried to figure it out with Michael Sykes the other night who started the, the so wizards trend. There's so many so wizards moments. It's like <laughs> you could write a whole book about like so wizards moments and it, it's like a huge trend, like, you know, wizards, you know, beat Golden State one night, the next night they get um, blown out by the Hawks, like hashtag so wizards, like, you know, typical stuff like that. Not that they beat the Warriors, but this is just an example of so wizards. And it's like, it, it's just so wizards. <laughs> like, I really have nothing else to say about that, but they haven't figured it out. Um, but, you know, my player of the game, you already mentioned him. Jeff Green had 23 points, five rebounds, six assists coming off the bench. And did you see anybody on the Pacers that, you know, really shined during this game? I mean, obviously it resulted in a loss, but did you see any positives from this? Uh, uh, speaking of so Wizards, I'm going to give a so Pacers moment to let Jeff Green have 20 points. They <laughs> always seem to let some random guy go off against them. Um, the guy who played the most above what I expect of him every night was definitely TJ Leaf. Um, he doesn't play a whole ton because I'm sure most listeners of Lockdown Wizards don't even know who that is. Um, but he had was looking pretty good. He had he had eight points in the first quarter. He finished with 12 points and three rebounds. Right, and for sure. Didn't didn't he didn't suck in his 14 minutes, which is the bar for him. So um, I was pleased to say that of the guys who who always play though that I actually have like normal reasonable expectations for definitely Thaddeus Young. Uh, he looked like at times he was the only guy on the Pacers who was trying. 13 points and 7 rebounds is, is pretty good, especially in only 26 minutes. So I give all the credit to Thad for, for trying to, to keep this team afloat in, the, in these trying times without Victor Oladipo. 
you do have to give him credit. I mean, I can tell that he's really trying to hold it together as best as he can. And, you know, they didn't, they obviously can't plan for this. So I think he's really going to be a key factor into continuing the Pacers' success this season. And um, something I noticed on the floor, obviously, as a Wizards um, fan, I saw Boyang Bondanovich. And it's funny because I saw a tweet. Somebody retweeted their own tweet from 2017 because, you know, wouldn't be a typical Wizards fan if they didn't dig up their miserable tweets. (laughs) And he basically said, you know, oh, we're giving Otto Porter a max contract just so we can let go of, you know, people like like Bogey and Kelly Oubre. And it's crazy because, you know, (laughs) it's like a punch in the face because. You know, Bogey, while I feel like, you know, we were fine without him, he's, you know, flourishing with the Pacers and Kelly Oubre is finding his way, you know, dropping like, you know, double figures with the Suns multiple nights. And it's just crazy to see stuff like that, you know, like how players leave the Wizards and they become like, <laughs> not stars, but, you know, they just, they, their success continues to like an, another level. The, the the Pacers uh get a lot out of a lot of dudes. They got a lot out of Jan Mahinmi, and then Mahinmi got a bleep ton of money to come play for the Wizards and do basically nothing every night. Um, yeah, Bojan was pretty solid. His outside shot is has been awesome this season. He was leading the league for like two months before a little bit of a cold spell to start this month. Um, and yeah, he was fun for the Wizards. That Andrew Nicholson trade was a good time. I missed the him and Uber. Oh and man. <laughs> Ubre was awesome. It's like it's a shame that he's a cap casualty because like I get why they I get why they gave up on him. I think it was completely the wrong move, but I always love Kelly Ubre. Like passionate dudes make me happy. And every time you had Wizards Pacers, I thought Lance and Kelly Ubre were going to get in a fight even though it never happened. <laughs> of course. Uh, I that I feel like that's one of those fights that we want to happen just cuz we want to <laughs> see it, but we just it just never um worked out. But yeah, I was hoping that they, you know, because Ubre is just like one of those players that he seems calm and cool and collected. But, you know, if someone irritates him and, you know, as we saw with Kelly Olenek, like it's game, it's game over for whoever is on the other side. Doesn't matter how big or bigger they are. And it's just it's just funny to watch him like he's a great guy. And it's unfortunate that he left because he was a fan favorite. For sure. Oh, he was one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I was going to ask. I thought it was him that knocked Kelly Olenek on his butt. I mean, someone has to do that. Kelly Olenek's a punk, so that made me pretty happy. Yeah, a lot of um fans on NBA Twitter, it wasn't just Wizards fans. Like, I feel like fans everywhere, there was, you know, e- even like Cavs um, fans were like, we need to build Kelly Oubre a statue here. We don't care if he's not on our team. Like that was the greatest thing we've ever seen. So I, I will never forget that. But, um, so I guess like we'll end this podcast on an, a note where I'm asking you. So the Pacers are coming off a back to back tonight and they're going to Orlando. Do you think there's going to be any challenging matchups for them? And do you think that they will pull out the win tonight? Um, yeah, Nikola Vucevic. Uh, the I never have said his name right ever, so I apologize for getting that wrong. Um, he's really good. He's probably going to be an all-star for the Magic. Um, 
And we were talking about this on our show, you know, when the Pacers had Vic, it doesn't matter as much that Vooch is on the court. But now the Magic have the best player, right? So in theory, uh, this is a toss-up game. And in, the, in that instance, I'm going to lean towards the team with the best player, and that's the Magic. They have Vucevic. Uh, he can space the floor. He's really good on the glass, which is where Miles Turner really struggles. So that's going to be a tough matchup for, for them to take care of. And uh, the Magic are really long, you know, between Jonathan Isaac, Mo Bamba, and Aaron Gordon. They have a lot of big dudes running at forward and center for them. So just not turning the ball over, kind of controlling Vucevic. I think they have a good shot, um, but they really need a win uh, for their mental state, honestly, at this point. So uh, it's going to be an interesting game to see how they how they navigate it, both mentally and uh, by not having the best player on their team. For sure. I'm hoping that they do get a win considering the Wizards did blow them out last night and if the Wizards are blowing you out on national television that's never <laughs> a good sign by any means rub it in but man. um I know I know that's the only thing I have going right now but you know what I will I will probably be watching the Pacers magic game because you know I I just I have an NBA league pass and I really don't have anything better to do I should be going to the gym but I'm probably just gonna sit on my couch and just you know binge on something and just watch you know other teams be miserable because their star players gone too and you know it'll it'll be like a therapeutic in some sick way I guess but I think the la- I think the last um, time I went to the gym John Wall was healthy so I need to go to the gym also yeah I'm also running a half marathon in 10 days. So oh I'm a little God. scared. <laughs> I definitely could be in better shape, but you know what? Um, well, I'll figure it out, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, I just want to thank you, Tony, for coming on Locked on Wizards. The next time the Pacers face the Wizards, I think it's February 23rd. So maybe I'll have to come hop on Locked on Pacers to return the favor. and. Wizards fans, if you like what you heard, like please go and follow Tony East at T East NBA. And you've been listening to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, and we will see you soon. Amazon Music app today.